It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Here we go, everybody. Welcome back to Pick and Roll. This is your daily NBA discussion and betting show on the Board NBA YouTube channel and Twitter account and also in podcast form. The Board NBA, of course, is the NBA content division of the Hammer betting network and on this show as i said we'll go through some discussion topics about the nba we'll get into the official picks from pips which have been excellent so far in this week and have been great so far this season if you have been tailing but uh of course the discussion topics first of all and the biggest one that i wanted to discuss and it's a very difficult thing to answer here uh, it is the Western Conference in the NBA. It is, well, we spoke about a lot on this show that the parity in the NBA this season might be the best it's ever been. Certainly the best it's been in my lifetime as an NBA fan. So I got to ask, who is, in your opinion, the best team in the Western Conference? Yeah, man, I, I don't know. I actually don't know. This is like the toughest question you could ask. I mean... I, I really don't know. There are so many teams that are great and so many teams that are average. We 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 still don't know the Clippers how they're gonna look when they are healthy. But they they didn't look great so far. But they're missing Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and Norman Powell and three out of their four best players for the entire season. Nuggets have. Great offense, but their defense is quite concerning. Yep. We can't throw Kings in there. No matter how great they play on the offense, they are good, but you can't have them as a contender. Grizzlies Grizzlies with healthy Jaron Jackson and Desmond Bain could be a great team. And so we have Pelican Squad in the second place, and they're missed. CJ McCollum and Brandon Ingram for half the games. So I think so far, I will say Pelicans look the best, which is quite a surprise. I mean, we all knew they would be good, but no one knew that would be there. They would be in the second place while they're missing all the best players. For like, I think they played the, their best team like four games out of 20 or something. That, that's wild considering they are in the second place, one game, one win below Phoenix Suns. Yeah. So, they, yeah. So good this season. It, it's easier to say who are the best teams in the West, in the East, than in, that's in the West. So it offers up a lot of opportunity for teams to really try to make a run this season. Uh, we, we can't even exclude the Golden State Warriors. They're in 10th. However, they're three and a half games back of the top seed in the Western Conference. We're just over a quarter of the way into the season. You could go five day, five games down the line, and, and these standings could look completely different. Are the Lakers all of a sudden a good team? They have a tough schedule coming up, so we'll see in that respect. Uh, I kind of have to side with you at this point. Preseason, I would have said it's the Nuggets, and I mean, they're only two games back of first, though they are in fifth. I think Michael Porter Jr., uh, his injury in the last week or so has had them fall down a little bit there, but when fully healthy, uh, I think that's an interesting team. The Pelicans might be the best. 
And I think that the further the season goes on, if they can keep him healthy, the further they're going to lean on Zion Williamson. It's very apparent that you, you just can't really guard this guy. So health, obviously, the biggest factor. He looks insane. And the fact that like when he's out, Brandon Ingram can absolutely ball out. And in the playoffs last season, we saw Brandon Ingram at his absolute best. And when Brandon Ingram's out, you can lean on Zion a lot more. And yeah, the way they're playing, given the fact that CJ's been out, Zion has missed games, Ingram has missed games. It's it's quite remarkable what they're doing. And, and uh, we've been high on the Pelicans, I think, for very good reason. But like like you said, Grizzlies are there when Jaron Jackson Jr. gets back to 100%. The Warriors not counting them out. Wide open Western Conference. So next few months going to be really interesting going towards the deadline because there's going to be like 10 teams thinking like, hey, if we make a big trade, we could go and get a top seed in this conference. So love that for the NBA. Love that for the league. Uh, unfortunately, in the East where my fandom resides, it is strictly a Celtics-Bucks conference. So Western Conference proving a bit more exciting. But want to remind you guys, if you're watching on Twitter, uh, make sure you have followed us over there. Even if you're not watching Twitter, go follow us at the Board NBA for all the updates on the show. Uh, if you are watching on Twitter, encourage you to come over to watch on the YouTube channel. I put the YouTube link in all of the Twitter streams. You can get involved with the comments, get involved with the chat, and um, we can answer your questions in real time, which just adds on uh, another element to the show. So be sure to check out our YouTube and subscribe over there. But let's move into the recap. So as I said here, uh, been a good week for the show. Four picks have been given out so far this week, and all four picks have been winners. Uh, it's a good slate tonight. There's going to be three official picks coming a little bit later. But let's talk about the picks that went down yesterday. We'll go in chronological order. So the earlier window, we had the Lakers and Cavaliers game where Donovan Mitchell goes over 26.5 points. Uh, he goes over with relative ease because he ended on 43 points. Um, so that was a great game to see. Lakers, like I was saying uh, a couple minutes ago, about to enter a pretty uh, pretty difficult part of their schedule. They play the Raptors tonight as well. So we'll see how they fare over there. Uh, must say that even though the Lakers lost in a, I guess the Cavs won comfortably here, 116-102. AD only played eight minutes. Obviously, the first day of the season, I bet on an AD over. He plays eight minutes. I'm a little sour about that. But, hey, on the show, we give out a winner here. What were your thoughts on the game? Yeah, this game completely changed when AD got out. Even though he, I think him going out was actually pretty good for most bettors because a lot of bookies refounded uh, the bets. No, not mine. <laughs> and, yeah, and he, he, it was obvious that he was playing with some problems because in the first eight minutes he didn't attempt a single field goal attempt. He didn't shoot at all. He wasn't looking to get involved as much. He scored only one point via a technical free throw. So, yeah, I think... But on the defensive end, when he got out, I just knew Donovan Mitchell would score three plus points. And he did exactly that. He actually scored 43 points. A crazy game for Donovan Mitchell. And the interesting thing about this is after after uh, the in injury, uh, after Davis went out, uh, Mitchell scored, I think, 12 out of 14 in the paint. He was just scoring there at will. And with AD down there in the first eight minutes, he didn't have a single bucket inside. So... Yeah, that changed the game a bit. And I was actually surprised that the Lakers stayed in the game for so long. They were like in the game with under 10 points with seven minutes in the fourth and then fall apart. 
And the interesting thing is they shot the three, I think three from 25. Started the game three for 25 and the game was tied. So good effort for them. And, but unfortunately they couldn't, yeah, they lost by double digits. And I think AD played amazing over the last couple of games, but they had such an easy schedule. So I, I, I think we'll see their downfall over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, commenters saying Thomas Bryant played well in his absence. I mean, only so much Thomas Bryant can do. Maybe that gives him a little bit more minutes going forward. But like you said, tough stretch coming up. They did go 8-2 and two over the 10 games leading into that Cavaliers game. It was an easier portion of the schedule. But uh, we'll see what their true colors are in the coming weeks as far as if they are an actual playoff team that should try to make a big trade or if they are just still a really bad team with a lot of just structure issues across the roster. But another winner we get uh, going to Luka Doncic again, a player that you love to bet on. And for good reason, he's been giving us some, some good wins here. You paired his over six and a half assists with Tim Hardaway Jr. Over 12 and a half points. And this is another one. Both bets, pretty much absolutely no sweat. I think this cashed early into the second half. So uh, what were your thoughts overall here? Nuggets defense, maybe showing its weaknesses. Yeah, I, I I am just amazed that this game even was this close with how poor yeah. Nuggets play their defense. Like they will collapse on the Luka Doncic on every possession, and Dallas was shooting wide open trees on every possession. Like it was amazing to watch. Like they just over and over possession after possession shoot wide open trees, and when they are falling down, you just you just can't beat them. Even though Luka Doncic had a pretty terrible game, I mean they were up, yeah. Like, yeah, they were they were up ten, and that's why the 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 if I don't know if you've seen that, but uh, clutch uh, clutch uh, metrics for Dallas have been terrible. I think their net rating in the clutch is like minus seven, minus eight, and minus nine over the last three years. And it's all done because of the Luka Doncic. He's just terrible in the clutch. I know there are highlights when he makes like a big three, but we could see that last night they almost lost the game because uh, they were moving the ball and shooting wide open threes through an entire game. And the last three to four minutes, he just went some hero ball, isolation, shooting contest and the mid-range. And uh, the game was like they were up 10 with three minutes left and... It was one possession games in like after four possessions where he chucked some terrible shots. Yeah, and he 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 just slows down for their flow and ruins the the flow. And yeah, I, I was actually pretty, pretty frustrating to watch Luka Doncic play the last couple of minutes. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly—it's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. So I don't watch as much NBA as you do. Basically, most of my knowledge around the league comes from like when teams play the Raptors. They played Dallas twice this season. Um, one of them, Dallas was up by 20 in the fourth and the Raptors lost by one point because Dallas 
their clutch game wasn't very good. And then another game, the Raptors just beat the Mavericks 105-100. And that was a game that came down to the wire. And the Raptors just consistently scored. Dallas, their pace was off. It was very much just going to Luka Doncic. And I'll tell you what, if you are if you want to bank on your superstar against the Raptors, you better have him be able to fight through double and triple teams because Nick Nurse is not going to go down to the opposition superstar. And many other teams obviously going to pick up on something like this where you know maybe Doncic, as good as he is, spreading the ball a little bit more would kind of help them out in the clutch. So interesting thing to follow up for the Mavericks, who, I mean, they're in seventh now. We are kind of down on them this week. But still, I mean, the Western Conference is wide open. So with that, we're going to move on into the Thrive Fantasy segment here. And Pips has a lot that he likes on this slate for today. Guys, we want to remind you guys about Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy. It is a daily uh, player prop tool for, is a daily fantasy tool for, for player props. And with Thrive Fantasy, you can get involved today by signing up with Code Hammer for a $250 bonus. You can get that in a 100% deposit match up to $250, as I mentioned. You can use that bonus, and you can enter in some of the great contests that they have at your disposal. Go into the main page when you sign into Thrive Fantasy. It's the big one for today, but you can also click on NBA. You find a $20 NBA Wednesday with up to a share of the $5,000 in prizes. When you go to enter the contest, super easy. You get a big list of players, 20 players. You pick 10 out of the 20 options, find their over or the under on the stat that is given to you. You're assigned a fantasy value here based on how likely each of the events are to occur. And you rack up points, try to get yourself on the leaderboard. Grand prize is $1,000, but all the way down to 64th place, you are in line for part of that cash prize. So you can put your player prop knowledge to the test. And as always, we want to help you guys out a little bit. Pips, he's having a lot of stuff that he likes here. Usually go to one or two that he likes here, but we're going to do even more today because he is such a big fan of this slate. Let's hear what you have for the viewers if they want to get involved with this contest. Yeah, the first one is at the top, Paul George over 19.5 points. This is the way offline. It should be like 22.5. I know he was on the minute restriction the last game, but it was the first game back, and I expect him to play 32 to 35 minutes tonight in this positive matchup. I think I think we won't see this line for Paul George like maybe never in our lifetime <laughs> again. Yeah. So that's what that's the first one. The second one, obviously, Pascal Siakam over 20 and a half rebounds Pascal. and assists. Yeah, Lakers terrible rebounding team and playing at a high pace. I think Pascal Siakam clears this easily. And he cleared this line in eleven out of the last thirteen games. So I really like that. And there there is no more minutes restrictions or anything. So that's the one. The second, the next one is Zion Williamson over 23 and a half points playing against the Detroit Pistons. So obviously, there is some blowout concern with Pelicans playing so well, but Detroit Pistons once won against Miami Heat and Dallas over the last couple of days. And yeah, I think that they could battle and stay in the game long enough for Zion to cover this. And I actually talk, already talked about Marvin Bagley at five provides <laughs> zero rim protection. And uh, yeah, I think Zion will smash this. As, uh, also, Detroit Pinsers are the worst. They have the worst defensive rating in the league. So betting Zion over at this lower line is something we should like, obviously. And the last one is DeAndre Ayton 
over nine and a half rebounds. He cleared this line in like he started rebounding crazy over the last couple of games, last yep. 15 games. And he was under this line in three in a row of games because of the blowout. And Boston allows a ton of rebounds, especially offensive rebounds, because they switch smaller guys on guys like Aiton. And I think, yeah, I think Aiton should be in a good spot to clear this line. I expect him to have like 11 rebounds or 12. So a lot of big help for you guys. Again, you have to make 10 of those selections, rack up fantasy points with those selections. Pips is helping me out with four of his favorite plays. So six more for you to make to get in line for part of a share of that $5,000 prize. Make sure you sign up with Code Hammer when you get to, when you get involved with Thrive Fantasy for a 100% deposit match up to $250. If you are watching on Twitter, I always link the code to sign up with already auto-synced with the hammer code so you can get that deposit without having to enter the code. That's always in the replies to the live stream on Twitter. If you are watching on YouTube, feel free to go to the Twitter account after the fact because I always post Thrive Fantasy content about an hour after the show. Uh, I will touch on the Siakam thing to to validate this a little bit. You know I love Siakam. I'm a Raptors fan. But uh, very interestingly, you'd think, you know, Anthony Davis, Lakers, Siakam would not always play well against them. Siakam absolutely for lack of a better term, thrives in that matchup. Siakam is always eating up on the Lakers, and the Raptors always seem to have extremely good schemes against Anthony Davis. Um, I don't have the exact figures here because I wasn't planning on talking about this, but um, just just an interesting thing I've seen over the last few years that uh, I don't think this should factor into your betting necessarily, but something that is intriguing to look at going into tonight's matchup. I hope tomorrow uh, that doesn't reflect upon poorly for that take, but... With that, we will move into the official pick segment over here. And uh, Bobby's feeling a 3-0 day. He knows we got three official picks coming for you guys today. Um, Also, Badger Boy mentioning that the lines are very different from the books. Yes, sir. So plenty of opportunity to get some good value on those props with Thrive Fantasy. Again, rack up those points. So first of the three picks, we are going to a player that you were talking about earlier, a key player who is back from injury for the Memphis Grizzlies as they host the Oklahoma City Thunder. Jaron Jackson Jr., let's hear the pick. So our pick is Jaron Jackson Jr. over 8.5 points, which is minus 122 at Fanduel. So in the first game back, he scored uh, only 7 points. Terrible shooting the game against the New Orleans Pelicans. And... After that game, he scored 20-plus points in six out of the seven games. He just playing amazing. And the second game, when he was back, he was on minutes restriction, and he scored 25 points against this Oklahoma City Thunder in only 24 minutes. And we can expect him to play close to 30 minutes tonight, and that should be more than enough to cover this line. One of the main reasons I like this bet is because they are undersized. So Jalen Jackson Jr. is like having a ton of mismatches inside. Uh, he he's getting to the line, and with all these guys smaller than him, when he's aggressive, he gets they follow him a lot because they just can't guard him. And he, one of his signature shots is just like push shots, similar to hook. When he has the size advantage and he will have the size advantage like on every guy on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> and in the last game, defenses collapsed on Jamorant. 
like every time he was going inside uh, and John Barant, I think, had the season low, 19 points in that game, even though it was a close game. So with defensive focus on John Morant, on John Morant I think Jaron Jackson is a great spot here. And also in the last game, we had Brooks shooting like 22 times, and I don't think that will happen again, but you never know with Brooks. But still, <laughs> limited minutes, uh, limited minutes and Brooks shooting a ton, I think if we look back today, I think we are actually in a better spot than we were the last game. In the last game, he scored 25 points. Player I really like in Jaron Jackson Jr., backing him with the money there. Don't mind that play at all, especially against that Thunder team. But moving on into uh, a team that is on the rise and a team that is on a bit of a fall here. Uh, we got the Warriors visiting the Jazz and a potential six-man-of-the-year candidate is on the list of picks. Here's the play. So we have Jordan Poole over 24.5 points, which is now minus 120. Uh, DraftKings and MGM, it moved a bit because, I don't know, people saw a huge line on, on him and put his under or something because, as we know, Jordan Poole, when starts, he's providing some great, great numbers. And I really like this matchup against the Jazz. We saw what Anthony Simons did, scored, uh, scored almost 50 points. They are allowing a ton of points to the opposing point guards. And with carry out and Draymond Green out and Andrew Wiggins out, the ball will, will be like 95% of the time in Jordan Poole's hands. Maybe some hands off with Kev Kevan Looney or Kuminga, but I think he will be like the main guy on the ball. And yeah, with all these guys out. And I think uh, the, the interesting part is uh, Clay Thompson has a high line also. But Utah Jazz is the best, second best, or I think best, uh, spot-up uh, defense in the league. So Jordan Poole is way more creative in getting his own shots than Clay Thompson is. So I think like if Clay Thompson doesn't have a great matchup, I, I even I like Jordan Poole even more. And he showed throughout the season that when he starts, he gets the job done. And I love him in this spot against. The Utah Jazz defense is going a bit down over the last couple of weeks. It's They're regressing to me. Points. Yeah, and the similar guys like Jordan Poole, as I, as I already said, and Fernie Simon scored almost 50 points when Lillard was out. And I wouldn't be surprised if we have like 30-plus points for Jordan Poole tonight. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. So the regression to the mean thing I bring up, it's not a guarantee in betting when you're talking about that, but the Jazz were allowing like a, a lot of good looks from three that just weren't really falling to start this season, and it's just coming back down to earth. It's getting back to normal. And a player that can take advantage of that, as you hear it with the, with the take and the, and the advanced stats on that, Jordan Poole can feast in that one, and we're hoping for that. 
Going into the third play here should really come as no surprise. This is a player that Pips really loves to go to, and we have had success with him this season. So we are going back to DeMar DeRozan as the struggling Bulls. DeRozan not been struggling, but the Bulls have been. They are playing against the Wizards, another team falling back down to earth a little bit. Here's the play. So our play here is DeMar DeRozan over 25.5 points, which is minus 111 at FanDuel. And yeah, I mean, the line was like 27 and a half a couple of days ago, and he had two tough games where he stayed under this. You can show the graph. I think it will be it will be pretty obvious that, I mean, yeah, when you look at this, like two poor games, but he cleared this line eight straight before that. He had a really tough matchup against the Golden State Warriors. They were they didn't allow him to get inside to his mid-range. They were just like ice zoning him and doing some ice defense and doing all kinds of stuff to stop him. I mean, when you have Damon Green and Andrew Wiggins working on yeah. focusing on you, it's really, really a tough job. And the next game against the Kings, I'll just say he just had poor shooting game. And... We had Zach Lavin scoring almost, almost 50 points and shooting 30 times. So it was like, okay, not going well for me. I'll just sit back and let Lavin have finally one good game this season. I think it's second good game after the one we won against the Nets. But yeah, and this matchup is way better for 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 uh, Demar DeRozan than it's for Zach Lavin because with a low below average uh, three-point shots and they are low above average mid-range and uh, they are fouling above average so it's it's more like better matchup for Tamar DeRozan and if you look at the Wizards over the last couple of games their defense was terrible we had like LeBron James scoring 29 and Lonnie Walker scoring 20 points and Anthony Day scoring 55 <laughs> yeah that was three guys combining for 100 points Game before that, we had uh, Charlotte, three players scoring 20-plus points. So we had Terry Rozier and Uber scoring 25, 23, and PJ 21. So the guys are going constantly over. One game before that also, we had Kevin Durant scoring 39. So Kevin Durant is like a bit, just maybe a bit better scorer than DeMar DeRozan. I know someone we call crazy, but over the last two seasons, DeMar DeRozan is an unbelievable, unbelievable level. And Durant killed them from the mid-range and they didn't double-team him. They just let him shoot. And DeMar DeRozan is like, I would say, first one below Durant when it comes to the mid-range game. Absolutely. And yeah, and we had Kevin Durant scored 39 and all Kyrie also scored 27 going over this line. And they just getting killed by the players. Anthony Edwards had 29 points and Jalen Brown had almost 40 points when Tatum was out. They were just, yeah, Wizards are just allowing ton of points and we just need to take the murder of kid. Do you think the Wizards just are refusing to double stars? They just want to defend them 1v1 and that's why this is happening? I mean, I guess that makes a little bit of sense here. One thing I will add to this handicap here is that the two games he has not hit the number, Golden State, Sacramento. Two days ago, we looked at the numbers on the best defenses since November 14th. Sacramento, unbelievably, are top six. I think they might have even been third. Golden State yep. are also top six since that point. So that's two really good defenses that Drosen hasn't done as well against. 
Today, a bad defense, and we're hoping to capitalize on this one. So to finish off, let's recap the picks for you guys. First play on the board is Jaron Jackson Jr., over 18.5 points in the Grizzlies game against the Thunder. That is minus 122 at FanDuel. Second official play is Jordan Poole against the Jazz to go over 24.5 points. That is now minus 120 at DraftKings and BetMGM, I think you said. And going into the third pick, as we just said, DeMar DeRozan over 25.5 points. That is minus 111 at FanDuel against that oh my God, the Wizards defense, as you said, has not been looking very good at all. So those are your three plays for today. It's been a good week so far, but it's always about the next day. It's always about continuing to build on that. I think we have three great spots for you guys to take advantage of over here. If you guys did enjoy the show, make sure, as always, to drop a like on the YouTube video and subscribe for more content like this. We go live on this channel every single weekday at 11.15 a.m. Eastern Time. We also do that on Twitter. Follow us over there to make sure that you are getting all the up-to-date knowledge on the shows. If we ever have to change schedules, if there, as, if there is ever any additional information over here but we do love when you watch on youtube because we can get involved with the comments the comments that i pull up in real time are from youtube uh, you can't do that from twitter so want to get you guys involved over there sign up to survive fantasy was code hammer for 100 deposit match up to 250 dollars. and let's cash some bets and we'll see you tomorrow for more from myself and pips 